0: The Trader Cobb Crypto Show, talking business in blockchain.
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Trader Cobb Crypto Show. Today's guest, Juan Lee of Nextchange. We've had him on before a couple of times, actually, so it's an absolute pleasure to see you this time, Juan, and uh, welcome back to the show, mate.
0: Well, Craig, it's great to be back, considering all the changes that's taking place in the crypto world.
1: Yes, there certainly has been a huge amount going on in the space. Well, let's get to that in a minute. Um, Now, You've been a busy man. I I had a brief chat uh, prior to hitting the record button, and uh, you have been very busy over there at NextChange. So what are you up to since we last spoken?
0: Well, NextChange is a uh, venture innovation and media platform, and we basically have uh, four major business lines. We have the media. We have innovation studios where we build products, we have markets where we do secondary markets for crypto. And finally, you know, we have a capital, which is a venture arm. So lately, we've been building out both the markets and and the venture arm.
1: So that's been keeping you pretty busy. I mean, look we know the market's been pretty tough uh, from a price point of view because there's more to talk about than just price. It just seems to be the prices on the tip of most people's tongues these days as a lot of investors have taken a bit of a bath. Are you finding the appetite for your business model increasing, decreasing or, or being relatively uh, straightforward and sort of, I suppose, losing a bit of hype? How's it, how is it out there in your well, more professional sector?
0: I guess the best way to describe it is that, we have a diversified business. We're not just in one area within the blockchain space. And also, we are not just in blockchain. We also do AI, health tech, smart cities, and fintech. But where I think we have, we have seen is that there's certain parts of the business clearly have slowed down. The ICO market has slowed down. Mm. The advisory business and marketing of those ICOs have slowed down. But there are certain things uh, that I believe are, are, are going to start to grow. And actually, this is one of the main areas that we're focused on, which is the funds. Not only are we in the crypto fund business of managing crypto funds, but we are also creating a funding platform where crypto funds who are needing assets can access the actual asset owners. And this is a marketplace, which we are in the process of releasing at the beginning of the year.
1: Okay, so can you tell us a little bit more about that? Because that sounds quite interesting. I'm just trying to get my head around. So you're releasing a product for funds to have access to crypto, is that what you're saying? Or is the crypto fund?
0: Yes, absolutely. It is the second part. Crypto funds, if you look at the marketplace today, it's very hard to analyze which crypto fund is better than another crypto fund. What are the different categories? Is there one repository where you can access these crypto funds? Got it. Well, what we are creating is a marketplace where qualified institutional investors can access crypto funds that have already been uh, gone through the process of due diligence. And then you can create a portfolio and invest directly on that platform.
1: So you're creating a legitimacy platform of established crypto funds so that other institutions can come in and, and essentially do their due diligence and go shopping as to how they wish to you know, spread their portfolio, diversify it across different funds that may be sector-orientated, for example, like we would see in traditional markets, something along those lines. Is that right?
0: Yes. There will be all these different categories of crypto funds. There will be a way to set up your own investment objectives. And then those investment objectives will Filter out which crypto fund will meet those objectives. So there are ways to create a portfolio not just with one crypto fund, but several crypto funds. So in a way, what it is is this a is a way to create a crypto fund of funds without the 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 uh, entity in the middle.
1: Yeah. Okay. That's uh, and look, I mean that. Makes perfect sense to me. The next question I think is probably one that a lot of people in the space are really interested in. Because if you recall 2017, this was the year that the institutions were to arrive. It was the institutional money coming in and they were going to champion the way for the for more gains and whatnot. Obviously, we've seen the market come off, which as far as I'm concerned, from an institutional point of view, they're happy with that because you know they're not buying at ridiculous highs. They're able to do their shopping. They've got a bit more time and space to do their due diligence. With what you're creating right now, I'm assuming that you've been talking to a lot of these institutions. What's the appetite for institutional money coming into the space? Is it there? Is it increasing? And what are they looking for?
0: There is appetite and curiosity. Actual execution is still yet to be, I guess, uh, performed. What we see a lot is in order for crypto assets to actually become a large percentage of overall you know, capital markets or a larger percentage, you're going to have to start to include institutional investors. And this is one of the major objectives of our funding platform. And what we see is that they definitely have curiosity and they also have strong hands because they have not been yeah. a part of this decline. Yep. So if you really look at crypto assets, it represents a tiny fraction of the overall market capitalization. Because if you see that, you know, if you compare the total assets of, let's say, capital markets, compare that to crypto assets, it's like less than 0.03%. So Hmm. those who are impacted are very few, but they were impacted quite significantly. So this funding platform will allow for us to be able to bring to the world a marketplace where funds can meet actual crypto funds.
1: Yeah, well, that makes perfect sense. It's Because, um, I mean, look, institutions have to follow a certain set of rules and a certain framework to essentially uh, place money. If you've got someone where they can actually go through and check the due diligence, check the companies, check what they're doing, and they're, and also, look, it's important. Teams are important, but so is track record. Now, there won't be too many funds out there that have performed very well this year in the crypto space unless they've been very, very nimble indeed and they, they found a way of of... of I don't know. Somehow making a turkey fly in this, you know, very horrible, horrible flood uh, that has been this year. So it really welcomes that money in. When do you think you're going to have this project sort of uh, to a point where you'll be knocking on the doors of institutions saying we're ready to go? Come and have a look at what's over this way.
0: The benefit of what platform that we have is that we're already taking a pre-existing hedge fund platform and opening up the door to accessing crypto funds. So on this platform are already institutions. There are many institutions that are already on this platform. So really it's about, we're at the point where it's part education and also part really exposing the different managers to the institutions. So there's a educational process that will take over, I think, in 2019. And we need to overcome some real important hurdles within the industry because institutions won't invest in crypto funds until we start to see professionally trained money managers with real experience. Mm -hmm. We also need to see managers that have actually managed large amounts of capital. We have to have the ability to have certain things in place like proper risk management, the ability to value assets, operations, and daily valuation. Mm. And, you know, of course, everybody's trying to solve the custody problem.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and what, one of the interesting things I find as well at, at the moment, there is a number of funds out there. And if we go back, I mean, you, you said the, the risk management side of things. I mean, you look at a lot of the ICOs last year, uh, they raised 50 million, 20 million, 30 million. And now their balance sheets are at what, one or two? Their runways have shortened significantly. And you think to yourself, well, How on earth did they let that happen? And it's just because of poor treasury management. Now, there's a lot of funds that are in the same sort of position as that. Is there anybody out there or any funds in particular, I mean, you talk about needing to have these functionalities, these people that that either have had previous experience managing large sums of money in the hundreds of millions, preferably billions, so that they can be a legitimate-sized player in this space and grow properly. Who's out there at the moment, and are they there that are already doing it, or is there people coming into the space that will sort of help to fill that void?
0: Well, I'm not going to name specific names, but I will tell you yeah, yeah, where where some of the managers who are coming into the space.
1: Yep. Many
0: are coming from either the venture capital side or from the hedge fund side. So these two pools are what we call the more experienced managers that are coming into the space. So from the hedge fund side, we're starting to see those who are captivated by the whole crypto space they come in with real strategies it can even be hedge funds themselves Mm. and that represents probably the largest percentage of these institutional money managers that are focused on the crypto space then what we're starting to see is venture capital firms that want to carve out a piece of their portfolio or create new funds themselves And that's the other group of people. And what what we see that is very important, Craig, is that this decline is washing out all those funds which had almost no risk management. And then we're going to see a new influx of, I would say, a higher degree of experienced managers with real businesses in place that are able to manage institutional capital.
1: And that is what is needed for that institutional money to come in because no one's going to just hand it to somebody because they're there. It doesn't work that way. And we do need to see the money come in. We need to see the interest. We, the, the crypto community does jump up and down when the word Fidelity comes out or Goldman comes out or ICE comes out or New York Stock Exchange, which is effectively ICE anyway. So they love to have these headlines. But... That's all they are at the moment. We are starting to see some things creep into the space to try and bring that legitimacy, try and solve that custodial issue. We are growing. And you know what? This year's downturn has been, for me, it's not been so bad because obviously I'm I'm a trader. I prefer to see the market go up for everybody's benefit, uh, my my portfolio included. But I'm okay if we've just got direction. But we've been able to see a lot of projects actually build and, and focus on doing what they said they would do. So I think this year, although it's been a very painful one for a lot of investors in the space that uh, may have jumped in, especially late last year, I think as a whole for the industry itself, there's been a lot of growth as far as the projects, as far as the space legitimacy. And I mean, when we talk about cryptocurrency, that's just one part of it. There's the whole blockchain space that is now it's not being ignored; it's it's being picked up in a big, big way. And you've got an event coming up in in March, the um, Hong Kong Blockchain Week. Have you seen? a lot of interest on that because, I mean, it's it's a blockchain event. It's not a crypto event. It's a, it's a blockchain event. When I was in Dubai recently, a lot of big businesses were there sort of trying to work out how they could implement blockchain. Are you seeing a, a, an increased appetite around the blockchain space from big big business?
0: Well, this is one of the major areas we're wanting to address in the Hong Kong blockchain week, which will be on March 4th to 8th next year. So, what we see is that the next phase really will be conversations and executions around enterprise blockchain and real use cases. Everybody last year was talking about raising money. Now, money was raised. A lot of it has <coughs> shrunk significantly. But what we we are seeing is the few, the, the ones that will likely have a shot at succeeding and their projects that are coming or actually they're working on at this point, mm. or large corporations that are focused on blockchain, especially in the financial services industry. So the large part of our focus on Hong Kong blockchain will be the actual execution and enterprise. But what we also see is that the crypto space is learning more about where the value is. Mm. So where we what we saw is with the major decline in assets, which really was price discovery for everyone, yeah. We're starting to see differentiation of those who raise money, who are real viable projects, and those who ha- are really uh, scams. So I believe that 2019 will be a very interesting year where we start to see who are the real players that are going to be potentially successful in the future.
1: Well, the rubber started to hit the road this year and there's a lot of people doing burnouts at the moment. So that's for damn sure. A lot of projects are vanishing. They're, they're falling off the face of the earth. And I do feel sorry for a, a number of the people out there that just don't have that education. and They just say, just hodl, buy more on the dip, all this sort of stuff. It's, you know, buying dips in, in something that's going to go back up is wonderful. And you can, you can go back and say, you know, if you... Had kept on buying Amazon was, as it was falling back in, I don't know, 2001 or whatever it was, or 2000, yeah, you'd be right, but you can also, you know, you've, you've got to compare it to all the other markets that did, or sorry, all the other companies that did just vanish. So education is an absolutely crucial part of this, and uh, I think a lot of people are lacking that deep level understanding. And from what you're doing as far as bringing together the collaboration of the, uh, the fund space, to present to the institutional side of things, you too are bringing a level of education to that higher echelon of investor, which is absolutely required in this space. So I love what you're doing, mate. Anything else important that we should be knowing about while we've got you?
0: Well, I think it's very important to know one thing, which is my mantra, which is blockchain needs to solve real problems, not find problems to solve. And that's the way I like to
1: leave it. Well, I'll give you a big high five here from Australia over to Hong Kong, mate. <laughs> I, I agree with you entirely. Uh, Juan. absolute pleasure talking to you, mate. Uh, looking forward to speaking to you again in the not-too-distant future, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the great Juan Lee from NextChange with us again. Thank you so much for your time, mate. Thank you. Cheers, guys, and bye for now.